10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is July 28th. Um, before we get started, I'd like to apologize for missing yesterday's uh, an episode yesterday. We've been out of power um, all day yesterday and there's been no internet. My node is down. Um, it's no fun. Um, also, my wife was sick. There was a whole lot going on yesterday. It was a really long day. So um, by the time it came time to when I would record, I just wasn't able to. So sorry but um i've got an episode coming out today and um hopefully i'll make up for you over, over the weekend as well by putting out an extra episode if there's content out there so we're going to start with this uh, comment from non-fungible yokum saying whoa Aave optimism has e-mode for our eth so here he's saying that you know e-mode of course we've talked about here a lot it's a leveraged um position making um system for um our eth um, well, emote works for any any token, I guess. But for our ETH, the way it works is, you know, you um, bring your ETH to Aave, uh, you swap it for, um, no, sorry, that's the wrong round. You bring your our ETH to Aave, you swap that for ETH, then you take that ETH to Rocket Pool, you deposit it into the deposit pool, you swap it into um, our ETH, then you take that again to Aave, and you do that a number of times to kind of like maximize the yield for yourself. Main so far it's not been profitable because the um, interest rate that Aave charges for borrowing ETH was higher than the interest rate that they had for um, that you'd get from uh, staking. So well, the rewards rate you'd get from staking, so it just wasn't profitable. You'd only be compounding your uh, payments basically. But anyway, um, it turned on for optimism. So let's have a look at what's going on here. So with um, optimism here, you can see that you know they have a six thousand ETH. Um, cap supply 170 um, 170 of that has been taken sorry our ETH cap so um, then um, the borrowing here um, is um, six um, ETH worth so um, there's one difference from the main uh, looping is that here the TVL is 90% uh, I think that's higher on mainnet we'll check in a minute but um the the main thing here is um the utilization rate right is uh 3.6 percent so that's the rate that they charge on uh borrowing the eth against your our eth so um that is the number that we kind of need to keep in mind so an optimism is zero but uh, 3.7 the six percent here on mainnet you can see that um the oh no that's that's something else here it is yeah api apy variable so the 3.7 percent so those are kind of the numbers for um uh, for uh eth and then if we have a look over here on mainnet um you know we've used about 30,000 out of the 40,000 um and um yeah the the actual amount borrowed is um is not too high it's a 300 and um 85 out of 2400 so um the numbers are kind of like you know um there um one of the things that you can look at as well is like the borrow rate um for um eth on mainnet is around 3.7 percent um and one interesting thing here is to have a look at the um reward that you get at the moment for our eth so here using invis's bot you see that on 
a seven day average right now is 3.66%. However, if all our validators were fully um, online, which hopefully, you know, they, they will be soon um, or more of them will be soon because you can see the effectiveness rate here on the chart, like the blue line. Um, give me a second. Let me change that. Yeah, this blue line over here in the, in the chart is trending upwards. That means more and more of our validators are coming back to being online and effective. And once that line goes up, then of course our APR goes up as well. So you can see here that like um, if all of our validators were online, then we'd be at 4.2% um, RE rewards. So comparing that to the borrow rate from Aave, you can see that it's very, very slightly profitable now to um, loop um, of course, the bigger that gap between um, the RETH rewards and the Aave borrowing, um, the the more you can loop, the more you can get. So this is one of the reasons why I guess the um, ICR ETH is waiting to launch because they see that this you know the reward percentage is going up, so it'll start to become profitable. Um, so it'll be worth it for you to start looping. Um, whether you do that yourself through Aave, whether you do that through um, I see our ETH, then there's going to be different strategies for doing that. But um, hopefully that will become profitable soon, which hopefully will mean that we can drive some more our ETH demand. Um, that would be really exciting. And then again, uh, with a little bit, we had a little bit more here from um, um, from Aave as well. So, um, you know, we talked about how they had a limit on the RPL deposits of 105,000 um, RPL tokens. Well, they expanded that to 210,000 so they doubled it um to rpl tokens um so because the pool was full so uh, you know people a lot of people had deposited their rpl into that and now um you can see the borrowing is slowly going up as well so there's 23,300 um rpl has been borrowed um and um those um the the percentage is starting to go up now of the cost so i said that you know it would kind of um um level out somewhere around just below the um staking rewards uphill staking rewards point um and i think that we should get to that point um hopefully soon like it's looking like you know there's getting some usage here so um that's really cool to see like twenty three thousand um rpl has been borrowed and the apy for that right now is 2.21 percent so if those people like are staking that they, they're making a nice little bit of income on that amount which is pretty cool okay let's move on from that next we have some uh, tokenomics discussion so we gave uh, a bit of coverage um, a couple of episodes ago to Pieter who wrote a steel man for why he thinks like he what different kinds of personas would sell their RPL based on this tokenomics change uh, so Val um, kind of responded to that saying, had time to write up my thoughts on Peter Steelman um, with Lisa. That was one of the personas. He says he's unclear why the tokenomics change would uh, cause her to swap from RPL heavy to RPL light. He says this is really important. If we don't have a good reason for it, I'll posit there might be another persona, um, Asil, which is Lisa backwards, uh, that gains confidence from the improved alignment of the proposal and flips from minimum to high. And he says, I do the grant that some folks like Lisa or Asil would not bother thinking through what intermediate allocation best suits their beliefs and will flip. And then there's Brian. Um, and then he says, this one's interesting to me. If Brian believes that in the long run, we'll get a mature near term minimum state, then either A, Brian believes the mature state will have RPL be more valuable, or B, Brian believes that 
the price will crest higher than what's justified by the mature state and is looking to dump during this bubble if a then i think brian can update the, his model since it seems um he doesn't uh, actually rely on average collateral if b i don't support a purposefully pumping token price to help speculators dump and then there's mark jennifer and robert uh, and um kind of like talking about their um their personas that uh, Peter suggested, their inverse personas as well, and what that might look like, and what all the different dynamics might come together. And then he says the combination scenario as well. I do believe that people can react to narrative and that can feed on itself. Witness people blaming this thread for a downtrend in RPL price that began long before it. That can happen in either direction. In short, I acknowledge there are real, potentially large risks involved with change. I believe there are also real, potentially large risks involved with refusal to change. As such, I don't think our mainline choices should be driven by either of those. I do think it's critical to think about how to minimize those risks, making things digestible, talking to achieve significant consensus, ramping things in, etc., etc. So then um, there were some other things, but then the Pieter got back and says, thanks for the detailed response. Um, and he says, in essence, I mostly agree with your con conclusion bullet points, especially with regards to the risk minimization approaches. I also agree with the concept of anti-personas who hold opposing viewpoints. In my limitation section, I mentioned purposefully only focusing on personas that would sell to make the case for at least the possibility of a sell-off with negative long-term effects but what we, what we can't say is that each persona has opposite equally weighted counterpart it all depends on how common each view is among the population here i'd be very interesting to learn um, of the results of wanda's upcoming survey also communication and education are definitely important but in the end people can um, still rationally disagree on the path forward we should be willing to accept all outcomes here even if we consider them less efficient ourselves and then he kind of goes and um, talks about the different personas uh, lisa mark uh, brian jennifer robert etc and then uh, that starts a discussion between um uh, Waldorf, Pieter, then Noshua gets involved and then eventually like Wanda um, comes in and starts talking about this as well. Um, I'm not going to go through every point. I've already like, you know, talked about some of the main ones that you can um, that you can like interact with. But um, please, please, please go and give this whole conversation a read. I know there's a whole lot to digest here, but it's quite valuable information here. Um, M. Uh, Philippe says, damn, I need gpt4 to summarize the thread i can't keep up so there's a whole lot going on but um i think you know there's some really good conversations that are taking place um, i'm not really going to focus on any specific comments here but i really advise you to go and read through um, the comments that kind of um, came out of this conversation and like you know what the different um psychological uh, makeups might be um, how it might impact the community and all the things that will happen based on that so um yeah, there's a whole lot of um, conversation happening here. So I suggest that you go and uh, give it a read. So yeah, um, there's, there's some good stuff. Okay, moving on from that. Um, next, we had this um, risk assessment, a collateral risk assessment for uh, Rocket Pool ETH from Prisma Risk. Um, I think Prisma Risk are involved with uh, Prisma Finance who are um, working to onboard um, collateral types for their uh, borrowing lending protocol. Um, it's kind of like a liquidity fork, I think. I remember covering them on Rocket Fuel before. But anyway, they, they did a really, really detailed report um, of um, all the different things that kind of go into um, our ETH, what 
um, how it works, like you know the protocol, how it's all set up, how Rocket Pool works, uh, the yield mechanisms, node operators, the validator selection, like all of that stuff, um, and then kind of goes on to talk about all the different components that go into it. There's, they do a performance analysis of the token itself and like um, how it works everywhere. There's so much content in here, like it's literally like a very, very, very detailed report. They break down like, you know, where all the different liquidity is and what people are using um, our ETH for, like balancers like has 31,000, Maker has 28,000, Aave has 26,000 and so on, um, all the way down to like, you know, Morpho has um, 200 um, RETH there. Um, but they, they give really good breakdown of all the different things and um, eventually like they even talk about you know the effect like the chart that i was showing a little while ago about the um how the validators being online will change effectiveness will change rewards so all of that kind of stuff um they talked about the different slashings that have happened and um yeah there's a whole lot of information here um i i've kind of like skimmed through it um there were a couple of things that like i was kind of uh, questioning but maybe like that was just because i didn't engage with it a little bit more um closely but um, this is really like, as you can see, I've been scrolling the whole time I've been talking and there's a whole lot in here that you can check out. Um, the, the the nice thing is at the end, they have the section um, risk management and then have a risk rating. So you can kind of like skip to this to see what they think of um, our ETH overall. So they said we rank our ETH good in liquidity because despite having a fraction of the TVL as ST ETH, it has comparable liquidity depth in relation to its market cap. And we rank our ETH good in volatility because since the merge, our ETH has not depegged. We rank our ETH good in smart contract because there have been multiple smart contract audits, including an audit for the most recent Atlas update. Um, we rank our ETH good in dependencies because there is a reliable uh, price feed available for our ETH. The ODAO is somewhat centralized mechanism for updating rates and other processes between consensus and execution layer, requiring 10 of 18 members to reach consensus. We rank our ETH okay in decentralization. This is one of the things that I was kind of like made me question uh, the report but um they're saying that because this is because the current bootstrapping phase a team controlled um um, wallet uh, acts as the guardian on behalf of the DAO. Uh, it can set parameters and handle treasury funds. The ODAO is a multi-sig that has significant power in the system including to update contracts. So I think that um, what's really good here is that you know the the mechanisms are changing in the coming months so the ODAO is going to be losing a lot of its power with future Ethereum updates and um, the guardian is going to be going away hopefully in the next update with the uh, on-chain voting for the, the PDAO. So um, that is one blemish basically uh, for um, our ETH. And then it says we rank our ETH good and legal because Rocket Pool has a legal entity, Rocket Pool uh, PTY Limited, that provides front-end and technology services to support the system. Um, they appear to cover their liabilities through the team's terms of use and do not have any current or historical enforcement actions against them. However, due to the centralized guardian role, they may be exposed to legal liability in the future. So that again is another reason why the guardian role like needs to be removed. Um, then they have a chart like comparing it to the other protocols. So, you know, we're better than some in, um, in some of them, we are worse than others in others. Um, so like for example, legal, you know, we joint best with decentralization, the, um, 
Guardian issue here pushes us down a notch. Um, and Lido is counted as, as more decentralized. With dependencies, we're joint best. With smart contract, uh, CPE is better, but then we're equal with the rest of them. With volatility, we're second best joint with um, Frax being ahead of us. And then with liquidity, we are um, third best behind um, STETH and FRAX who, who are ahead. So our overall assessment is that our ETH performs quite well all around with the exception of some centralization concerns compared to its DeFi counter competitors. Uh, our ETH is a good, provides good balance. It scores somewhat lower than FRAX in the market risk side, but scores higher on legal independencies. We've scored it higher than STETH and volatility as it's not experienced problematic volatility events that STETH has. However, it doesn't score as high as STETH on decentralization or liquidity. Uh, our opinion is that the strongest case to limit protocol exposure to our ETH um, is the potentially problematic centralization vector posed by team-controlled Guardian and to a lesser extent the 18-member Oracle DAO. This exposes users to additional counterparty risk and possible legal issues in the future, though Rocket Pool's legal history does appear to be very clean. Otherwise, our ETH represents well-rounded LSD product. From a risk perspective, it would make a suitable addition to the collateral basket with minority exposure after WST ETH. Rocket Pool's transition to on-chain governance should be monitored, at which point it will be appropriate to consider more dominant RETH presidents within the basket. So that is the one um, factor, right, that's really like being pointed out here, is that um, we really need to um, move to the on-chain voting like soon, ASAP, hopefully, like, you know, before the end of the year, I hope. And that I think will just um, reduce some of those issues even more and kind of like boost us up. I think things like liquidity will come as the... Uh, PDAO has more money in the for the IMC. If that Casper's proposal goes through, that will definitely boost liquidity. Um, volatility, I think you know we've been really good um, so far. Um, we've been like uh, basically right at peg pretty much like for the last while. Um, I guess we've gone over peg a little bit. Uh, there's been a premium at times, but since uh, Atlas, you know, we've been right at peg. Um, smart contract. I don't know what else we could do with smart contract, but um, yeah, this is a really nice report. Like, if you if you're curious, go and read it. Um, there's some really good content in there. Okay, next um, we've got this um, discrepancy from what Grafana is showing and what is actual actually real. So we've got a screenshot here from Grafana saying that the total ETH locked in the Rocket Pool protocol is more than one million ETH now. That's just counting. Um, the node operator ETH that's actually being staked. It's not counting, you know, the TVL in terms of um, the RPL token as well. So like it hit 1 million milestone, right? So that's a really exciting thing to see. And people were kind of excited about that. However, the truth is, um, and thanks to Invis for sharing this, you know, the, the numbers are actually a little bit different. Um, so the total ETH locked is actually around 800,000, which is also like a nice landmark to hit. Um, however, I think the Grafana wasn't counting people who've exited or burned um, our ETH maybe. Um, so it's not getting the full numbers, but um, if we have a look, you know, in in um, mini pools we have seven hundred eighty-one thousand ETH. Um, our ETH collateral we have um, five thousand seven hundred. Undistributed balances we have nearly eleven thousand. Unclaimed rewards we have nearly two hundred fifty-six ETH. And then with RPL we've got nine hundred fifty thousand RPL pretty much locked. That's mostly staked. There's um, one hundred eighty-two thousand unclaimed rewards. And there's no slashed RPL and unused inflation is 2,600. So the total value locked of the Rocket, Rocket Pool protocol right now is 950,000 ETH, just about, but that's including the RPL as well. So it's 
you know, it's we've still got some growth to go before we hit one million ETH, and we've got a little bit of growth to go before we hit one million total. Sorry, one million ETH worth in total, and that's around one point seven seven two billion die. So. Invis says that looks good to me. That looks good to me too. So um, yeah, thanks for clarifying that Invis because um, I think they were causing some confusion in the community. Um, and um, yeah, that that's still pretty healthy. But you know, hopefully we'll be hitting that million ETH target soon. Okay, and finally I'm going to finish with this update from um, Gravita who put out this uh, post saying that they're unveiling um, Gravita and Arbitrum. Uh, and Gravita is now uh, fully deployed on Arbitrum, so uh, they're changing some of their parameters for how much you can uh, borrow and how that all works. So it says enjoy extremely low-cost borrowing, starting from new minimum of 200 Gry instead of 2,000 like on mainnet, and the same one-time 0.5% fee um, as before, and it's 0% APR, so they'll be never they'll never charge any interest on your loan. And got questions? Read below. So let's have a look. It says, uh, is there anything different? Yeah, there is some differences, um, but like the main uh, fundamentals are still the same. Um, you can still benefit from 0% interest on loans. The 0.5% one-time fee is still pro rata refunded for loans shorter than six months. Um, moreover, all the parameters have been reduced by a factor of 10. So now what does that mean? It says the new minimum size for a vessel is 200 gry down from 2,000 a minute. The liquidation reserve is now 20 gry instead of 200, and that documentation will soon be updated to reflect these changes. What assets will be supported? This is the main thing here. So they're going to keep um, the assets from mainnet. So they're going to go with um, RETH, WST ETH, and uh, wrapped ETH. Um, and then, you know, you just toggle the... Um, the chain that you want to use on their front end so instead of going on mainnet you just go on to arbitrum and then when more soon so um you can you can work with that which is really exciting so then the first question is when will it be on zk sync and gravita is saying next we need to build some liquidity there um, the lst liquidity is lacking at the moment in the meantime the arbitrum deployment brings so much of the same benefits with a lot to like about liquidity and yes you can also already bridge gry to zk sync if you wish to do so so um i think that they're launching an arbitrum now um i, th I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to um optimism very very soon um optimism of course has a whole lot of um re liquidity there and uh, now with the with the Aave going to optimism as well um it seems like um there's a big push happening on optimism overall um optimism as well this week overtook um arbitrum for number of transactions per day which is the first time in months that they've done that so optimism definitely is on the big uptrend right now um they're positioning themselves really well with like base and all these other things that they're doing so um gravita probably will go to optimism soon and zk sync soon as well so if you are interested in um in setting up a position with gravita but you were put off by the the fees and the sizes on mainnet now you can go to arbitrum and enjoy the same services there so um i hope you all um yeah if you want to take part in that feel free to um thank you all for watching listening and being part of the rocky field community and i will see you all um at some point this weekend probably bye